I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. This is Polly, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. Or be sad, or be curious, or fearful, right? Because living a happy, healthy life is about feeling all of it, the textures and the nuances in our life, right? And last week, let me tell you what, we felt all of it around here. Um, I've been feeling frustrated, um, a little scared, a little sad, because my body isn't feeling all that super great. You know, I've shared with you before that I live with rheumatoid arthritis, uh, which is a chronic condition and brings some swelling and pain and frustration, some limitation. And that was getting to me a little bit. I was feeling frustrated and uh, pathetic. (laughs) I don't worry. I worked through that, which is what we're going to talk about today. But I had to go there. I had to be disappointed. I had to be frustrated. And then my daughter, my teenage freshman and high school daughter dropped her lifeline to the world as she calls it her phone in the neighborhood pond and it's not a little pond and phones don't float and it's on the bottom somewhere um so that was very upsetting for her you can imagine and we just had some little hits and I think that's okay it's not comfortable I I don't love it but while I'm a positive person, it doesn't mean that I'm immune to upset or sadness or fear, right? And I think actually acknowledging the upset and calling it out can help us move through it. Sometimes things just feel hard. And you know what I'm talking about, because you may be going through some hard times right now. There doesn't have to be any reason for it, although there could be several. You don't need to make any excuses. You don't need to defend it or tell a better story. Well, it's a really hard time. I'm really feeling bad. But I know other people have it worse. Of course, there's always a story to tell. But our pain, our experience, our big emotions is part of our life. And it doesn't lessen the difficulty or the stress, nor does it take from anybody else's experience. Everybody's entitled to the feelings that they're having, right? I think we need to take it all in and become aware of our emotions rather than afraid of them. And then when we're ready, we can move beyond the bad ones into something that might feel more resilient or more comfortable, whatever that is for you. This is a a personal process, right? When we label, define, describe, express our feelings, we're doing what psychologists call effect labeling. And research by Ethan Cross and others remind us that when we express the negative feelings, when we say them aloud, when we vent them to a friend or write them down in a journal, then we can manage them more easily. But notice what I'm saying, and you've heard me talk about it here before. We can manage them. I'm not talking about denying or suppressing the feelings. You know, you may work through a period of upset very quickly for a situation that I might get stuck in for a few weeks. Or perhaps I'm working through something that's fairly quick for me, but you're feeling really down about your experience. There's no judgment here. Your experience is your own, and I get mine too, right? But 
We're not suppressing. We're not jumping in and saying, oh, that's okay. I'll be okay. Of course you will. And right now you're not and it doesn't feel okay. And that is just fine too. You don't have to behave badly from your big emotions. And in fact, our ability to feel them all, the good and the bad, enhances our experience of the joy we also feel, right? Dealing with these feelings and working through them for me is often about venting. Sometimes I give myself 10 minutes to complain. Sometimes it's two days. It just depends. But in my book, You Recharge, I write about happy hour therapy because when I'm sitting with my girlfriends and we're discussing husbands and kids and jobs and health and aging and all the upsets and all the good things, I feel so much better. Venting, sharing, describing, defining our feelings, getting specific about them can help us let them go. Of course, now we're doing that online, right? We'll have an occasional Zoom call or something like that. But during the pandemic, I've also been doing more expressive writing in the journal, and that can help you to James Pennebaker at University of Texas talks about this a lot, and his research was based around expressive writing. Really drop into your feelings and get specific. Write about your emotions, how they're coming out, what triggered them, and explore the situation. And go back to that same situation every day for as long as you need. In some of his research, people wrote about the same situation for 20 minutes a day. All the negative stuff right? Negative doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing a bad job of processing your emotion. It means you're expressing your upset. And by working through it on paper, they were able to really get to a place in there where there was compassion and understanding and where the pain wasn't so vivid for them. They were able to have a different perspective to reframe the situation and be done with it. Okay. So, don't deny or suppress what you're feeling. Vent them. <laughs> Vent those feelings, however you want to do it. Writing or talking to a partner or sharing with a friend or going on a long walk and playing through it in your head. But in the process of this, cut yourself a break. What we're doing right now, this is hard. Yes, I know things could be worse. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. This is hard. And if you're living an engaged life, a big life, like I'm trying to, you're going to have hard times again. You've been here before. It looks different, but the stress and the pain and the anxiety, that's real. We felt that before, right? So when you're in those moments, you're not doing anything wrong. You're tapped into your experience. And as part of tapping into that and living through this time, there might be some fear. There might be some sadness. There might be some excitement. There might be some curiosity. Certainly, there's a lot of big feeling. And often we experience many at one time. I mean, have you ever lost somebody you really loved about and you're feeling this huge grief, but at the same time, you're feeling deep love and there's laughter and humor because you're remembering the fun times? We can feel our lives, a lot of different things at one time. There's no wrong way to do this. 
right? I'll tell you what, living with rheumatoid arthritis sucks sometimes. COVID is hard. Managing the family and the household and remote schooling and my job, that's hard, right? You know what I'm talking about because you have your own hard stuff. We don't have to compare our individual challenges or pain to anyone else's. That can be mine and you can have yours. Mine is not easier or harder than yours. Pain is pain. Challenge is challenge. We don't have to measure it according to what we think somebody else is going through. We can own our experience and it can be hard. And even when we are feeling stuck and hard and sad, we can be okay, right? In fact, that's part of being okay. Being able to express and describe and experience all our feelings, all the emotions is part of being okay. It's part of our humanity, okay? It's okay to be in that. You don't have to behave badly from that. You don't have to be afraid of them. And I understand they're uncomfortable. And often because they're uncomfortable, we try to ignore them or slip by them or I feel really bad so I'm going to have a drink or I feel really bad so I'm going to do something for myself like buy a new pair of shoes or spend money or whatever it is. Well, maybe the thing to do for yourself when you're in these periods of upset is just to sit still, pat yourself on the back, say, ha, ah, look at me. I've got all this going on and I'm still strong. And in fact, feeling all this is part of my strength and it's part of my humanity. Okay, because in contrast, it's the recognition of the hard stuff that allows us to fully experience the good stuff. And it's expressing our feelings and sharing them with others that can actually connect us in a deeper way in our relationships. Last week, when I was really struggling with some thoughts I was having about my illness and and the pain I was feeling, but also the way I was thinking about all that, I just told my husband I was fragile. I didn't know what I was. I didn't have the emotion. I didn't know how to describe the feeling. And so I was playing with that. I was trying on different words. You know, I use an emotion wheel sometimes. You can get it off the internet. It's a big wheel that explains these different degrees of emotions to increase our emotional vocabulary because research shows that when we have the right words to explain our feelings, we actually can manage them better. I didn't know what I was feeling. So I need to sit in there and untangle all of that. And while I was doing that, I caught myself feeling really impatient with others, uh, really angry, a little resentful. And it was nobody's fault. It's where I was. So I was trying to figure my way through all this. And I sat down with my husband and I just said, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't feel right. I feel fragile. I feel sad. I feel stressed, all these things, and I don't know why, and I don't know exactly what specific emotion I'm going through, but I just, I feel fragile. I need some gentleness, and that really brought us closer because he loves me. He cares about me, and he wanted to help me through, and the fact that I shared that vulnerability with him made him feel good, too. It brought us closer. So sometimes that's worth doing with a friend or a partner or a family member. Listen, a new study that came out last week says 60% of people in the United States right now are stressed out, like maximum stress levels, 60%, more than half. If you're one of them, you are not wrong. This doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong or bad. 
if you don't feel positive or if you feel afraid and sad and angry, okay. A lot of people are sharing those feelings. There's nothing wrong if you don't feel positive all the time. But you want to know what it is you are feeling. And avoiding negative emotions actually increases the stress in other areas of our lives. So it's good to identify what you're experiencing, right? And to take it all in. That brings us to the Simply Start today. This is the segment where we talk about how to launch into our day using these practices and simply start, just become mindful today. Pay attention to what it is you are feeling, probably a lot, all at once. Trust yourself to notice all of that. Here's how we do it. Take a deep breath, sit comfortably in a chair, and go through all your senses. What are you touching? What are you tasting? What are you smelling and seeing? And then go deeper. What's your intuition telling you? What are you sensing? What do you feel? Don't be impatient with yourself, right? Be gentle. Be kind to yourself. And just sit there and notice. Notice the good stuff and the bad stuff. Just let it come. I often feel frustrated and grateful at the very same moment. But I will tell you this. When we give our present moment attention to how our body is feeling physically and what's going on emotionally, when we just notice those feelings without judging them, they start to unravel a little bit. They start to lose their power. We become clearer. We become more comfortable in our skin. And so while we will still hold the feeling, it will change in a way that we can use, that we can learn from. We can take cues from our emotions, right? They hold secrets for us. If something is feeling really awkward or uncomfortable or scary, that's our feeling telling us to get out of there or pay attention to this. You need to change or you need to take a nap or you need to do some meditation to relax. When we are feeling joyful and connected and happy, that's our emotion, our feeling saying, hey, This is right for you. This feels good. Pay attention to this. Recreate this. This is helping you be healthier and more connected in your life. So the emotions aren't there to get in our way. They're there to teach us. We get nervous and uncomfortable and we want to move from that place. But next time, if you can identify the experience you're having, the feeling you are having, rather than judging it, rather than moving through it right away or casting it away or suppressing it, tune in. It's speaking a language and often we can find that information in our body. So become mindful. Simply start by sitting still. Take five minutes and just tracking through your senses and notice what your body is feeling physically and emotionally. What's going on? Notice the thoughts coming through. Just see them and let them go. But pay attention to what you're experiencing in the present moment. And that is going to tune you in to the actions you need to take next to take care of yourself, to feel better, to work through the discomfort, to sit with it longer, whatever you need to move into the next moment in a positive way. Okay. Last week when the phone went in the pond, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm honestly, as a parent, I'm hoping this is the biggest problem she ever faces because this is a problem you can deal with, right? But when you're 14 and you're cut off from everything at home, living full-time with your parents, and then you lose your so-called lifeline to the world by dropping your phone in the pond. 
it's a pretty upsetting situation. There were lots of tears. There were lots of hugs and venting and talking, understanding, validating. I mean, that can be your role as a friend and as a parent and as a partner. Of course, she. if I had thrown or accidentally dropped, in her case, she accidentally dropped her phone in the pond, that's totally distressing. I would have been very upset too and stressed. And so I was able to validate that. No wonder you're upset. Yes, that is upsetting. And she just had to go through all those different emotions. And as she did, I saw her physicality changing. Like she went from being head hung over and really upset to standing a little straighter, to getting creative, thinking about how she was going to get a new one, to doing research, to creating humor, right? Because that's another way of expressing our emotion too. It takes a while to get over some things. Other things, our feelings will change, but we never really get over them to begin with. But how we deal with them and process them and think about them will always be changing. So vent, validate yourself or find validation for another. And then if you feel like it, find the humor or have a laugh. And then if you're this type, go looking for the silver lining. I am very much that type, right? I also go through the upset. And I also get stuck in my negative thoughts for minutes or sometimes days. But then I really move on to the silver lining because I don't, I don't really, I get bored of myself when I'm feeling too cranky. And that's just my way. That's not an endorsement that that's the right way. That's just my way. After a while, I get tired of feeling bad. So I immediately go into the solution. Well, what can I do to figure this out? This challenge is making me unhappy or I'm feeling this pain in my arthritis or, or this financial stress. What's the next step I can do to work through that? Find your way. In my book, You Recharge, the newest one, which you can get in bookstores anywhere, I have um, a chapter that's all about this. And it's about creating a bounce back kit. That's what I call it. Adversity vitality. And in that, I have a bounce back kit. You know, we have these emergency kits that we have gallons of water and flashlights and emergency blankets and all this stuff in it in case we're dealing with a natural disaster or other house emergency, right? I think we need an emotional, mental bounce back kit so that we have a series of strategies we can turn to when we're really stuck. Ways to relax, ways to not freak out, right? Ways to become um, more productive if we have to get out of a dangerous situation. Ways to build relationship and to share with friends when we need their help. Ways to form perspective. All those things are my bounce back kit. Because I want to know that there's a way to learn and grow from this situation. So think about the things that you do to self-soothe now. Make sure that honoring your emotions, understanding them, respecting them, validating what you're feeling is the first part of that. And then find a way to soothe yourself. Maybe reframing. Maybe you go for a run. Maybe you meditate. Whatever it is, a healthy way for you to sit with that emotion until you feel 
like you can move to the other side of it or that it's diffused in a way that it's, it's not holding you back and creating more problems for yourself. So think about what that is for you. I think that's simply nifty. In my book, You Recharged, you can go to the chapter on adversity vitality and read about what's in my bounce back kit and why. Right now, you can create your own setback strategy by honoring your emotions and recognizing them, define them. And then you don't want to suppress or deny them. You want to be with them. Are you going to vent to a friend and share your emotions, share your feelings and what you're experiencing? Are you going to do some expressive writing? And then after that, can you become present and start self-soothing? Can you relax and reframe and possibly work with the cues the emotions are giving you? Those are three big things that I think are simply nifty that can help us understand our experience. Instead of judging them, instead of feeling bad for feeling bad, recognize your humanity in that and go gently with yourself so you can use them to move forward. Sound doable? I think it's doable. I think all of us can do this. And when we do, I think not only will we be able to manage our emotions in a more positive way before we feel um, like we need to numb with alcohol or drugs or become violent or leave and run away from the situation. I think we'll have a greater awareness of how to deal with things. But I think we also need to understand now that feeling bad isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? It's a human thing. Sometimes being upset is the natural, healthy, adaptive response to what's going on in the world around us, in our own lives, okay? But when we're feeling bad, go to that place within you that knows that, that can validate that experience and recognize that this is your humanity and you won't be stuck in this feeling forever. Our emotions change rapidly. About 90 seconds, in fact. And it's likely you'll feel a lot of different things all at once. So go gently with yourself. Just because a feeling is uncomfortable doesn't mean you have to get rid of it or that you're doing something wrong. It doesn't mean you have to behave badly from it. It means you are human and sometimes feeling not okay actually means you are okay right? Want to learn more? Track me down. Share with me your experience. You can find me at www.pollycampbell.com. Sign up for the newsletter there or join my Facebook community, Polly Campbell Author. I'm on Twitter and all over the place where people are nowadays. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Maybe that's next, right? Who knows? In any event, thanks for tuning in. Track me down. Share your feelings with me about how you are getting through the tough times. And if you want more insight about how I do it, you can check out my newest book, You Recharged. Listen, we are getting through this time together. We all have our own approaches, our own ideas about it. But the bottom line is feeling is not a bad thing. It's a human thing. Take it all in and you'll be more likely to be able to manage and cope with your emotions in a productive and healthy way. I think when we do that, when we come together and talk about these things and explore these ideas together, then we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators 
trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electricast.